Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, Happy New Year, Power Partners. It's a bright new year, and we welcome you to our informational playground. This is Star Style, be the star you are. We are brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. We're your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And we are hoping that you will not wait for something better to happen, and this year you are going to create it. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, honored as a top nonprofit for many years in a row by GuardStar. It's never too late to make a donation to Be The Star You Are. Go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. And this is from Ken Blanchard. Empowerment is all about letting go so that others can get going. So we like that, right, Heather? We're going to give them a little push for the new year. Well, we have a great show for you today to bring in the new year because a new year brings in a new attitude as we dash hard and strong into our next season. We have the chance to begin another chapter of our lives, a fresh start. And the question is, is how are you going to make the most of this opportunity for renewal? So, Heather, we're going to start by talking about what's new for the new year and some ways that we can either make smart goals, do some organizing, clean our closets, uh, or ask what I like to do is ask ourselves these questions. What's going to keep us going? What's going to stop us from going? And what are we going to start doing that's going to get us going? So take it away. What, yeah, what are some well, of your for me, my big push today is just cleaning out the clutter. It's a new year, kind of starting, you know, we all kind of make these big goals. And one of the big things is cleaning the closet, spring cleaning, as they call it. That, you know, once a year, everyone sort of does this big purging of stuff where you kind of feel this, you've created this nest over the year, and now it's time to kind of tidy up the nest. And a lot of times, too, you might have, you know, a somewhat clean house, but as you're saying, you know, if you, as your house becomes a home, clutter starts to, you kind of, you know, create junk drawers. You've been, you know, and, and sometimes over time, 
and you have to you know being a designer that um, maybe just the whole design, the, the motif, the pillows, the stuff you have, you just sort of feel like you need to change. And that can be hard for some people, letting go of things or trying to figure out, you know, how, you know, if I have all this stuff and I feel like I need it, um, how do I really start to organize stuff? And, and I think that's hard for everybody. I mean, I think change is hard no matter what. But usually when we let go, we feel much better because we feel lighter and and. When we let go of something, we open a door for new things to come into our lives. Exactly. And, you know, and I think, too, it's also, you know, the big cleaning things also become that thing on the list that kind of gets, uh, we kind of keep procrastinating about it. We push it off because, as you know, these things oftentimes you get really, you know, knee-deep in all the clutter trying to destroy it. And and um, it can become overwhelming. It's not a fun task. You know, it's not, when you're done, it feels great. But getting started kind of feels just like, a, you know, a 100-pound elephant. So kind of some little tips and things that um, you might have around the house or ways, you know, just kind of getting stuff organizing and really kind of figure out, you know, if you need, if you really need this stuff or new ways of storing stuff. And I'm one, I find I'm always re-cleaning, reorganizing the house. I feel working with a smaller space, trying to get creative of how um, to utilize the space we have, you know, and figure out things that we do and don't need. So some kind of little tips um, of things that you can kind of start using around the house um, and put them to use so they're not just uh, creating clutter. Um, I don't know about you, but I am definitely someone, whenever I'm given jewelry and it comes in those cute little boxes, uh, for whatever reason, I always think I'm going to, you know, give them, you know, if I give someone else some jewelry or I'm going to store my jewelry in these, you know, those tiny little gift boxes. Well, I never do. They just, like, keep them all. And so I have tons and tons of these little boxes. And they're really and on just- top of that, you don't, well, you, unless you have the boxes open, you don't know what's in them. You've got to open exactly. every box to see what's in them. So. So kind of a clever way of kind of putting those little boxes, these little kind of good storage spaces things, is um, by gluing them all together. A lot of times in, um, you know, you might have a junk drawer or something, you open it, and then it's just kind of messy stuff that's just thrown in there. Even if you do take the time to kind of organize it, over time it just kind of falls apart. So kind of take um, a note out of um, how often, how at least how we store our uh, silverware is that we have one of those little containers that, you know, has, uh, you know, it's, it's separated so you can neatly put things in. Well, you can put these little boxes to use and kind of put that in towards your junk drawer that you can put your little pins, um, you know, uh, safety pins and, and erasers and knickknacks and, you know, batteries, whatever, gluing them together, putting it so that they, be, they become little storage things. Um, another thing to do is you can buy um, a great place I always recommend is home, uh, excuse me, is Bed Bath & Beyond that you can use those 20% off coupons, is um, using things for other purposes. So um, I currently right now I have, um, I'm doing one and I'm going to purchase another one because I just saw this the other day and I thought it was so fantastic. So um, you can buy those things, I think they're about $20 that you can store your shoes in that you're supposed to like hang on the door and you can put shoes in them to hang them. Well, I have another way of storing my shoes. So I actually have one hanging over my door, and instead is I've used that as a jewelry organizer. Oh, that's a great idea. I can see exactly all my all my jewelry. Instead of them, a lot of times they get shoved in a box, and just as you're saying, you don't know what's in there. And when you don't see what you have, you oftentimes don't use it. Um, another one that's quite similar, um, there you can use them. Uh, they're sold as the big ones that you can usually put sweaters in. Well, I saw this the other day, and they're saying a great thing thing for kids, 
um, or just at home storing your paper in it. That a lot of time, you know, we put construction paper, we put stuff in drawers, it gets all crumpled up. So if you have those big, um, they're meant for sweaters or, or for shoes, those big opening ones of storing paper in them that way, that way you can see exactly what you have there. Um, you can see exactly what you have. And then um, also it's going to keep them organized. Another good thing if you are using those as for sweaters um, is every time, you know, oftentimes what happens is we have our favorites with things, is that we wash our clothes after we fold them, we put them back in the drawer, and what's in on top always gets worn. So the stuff at the bottom never gets worn, and we forget we have them, and again, it's just taking up space. So next time you do laundry, when you go to take it in, put the stuff that's on the bottom on the top. And when you see it, then, then you'll start realizing, are you digging to the bottom, or are you actually utilizing the stuff? And if you aren't utilizing the stuff, start creating one of those boxes that you start putting clothes in. Um, I don't recommend just instantly, you know, spring cleaning is that you put these things in and then after about two months you reevaluate the box and see if am I wearing these things? Is this oh, you know, actually I do like this top. I might not wear it now, but I might wear it later. Or realizing you don't need uh, you know, a Go Cougars high school shirt from nineteen ninety eight kind of thing. Um, <laughs> well and, and you know, that's such a great idea because um, if you're gonna donate things, there are so many charities out there that are looking for you know, clothes that are in good condition or any of that. Or, of course, you can always take things to a consignment shop. So Yeah. Yeah, no, and, you know, another really a great tip I just learned that I love. I'm someone, like, in, in order for me to save time in the morning, I try to always lay out what I'm going to wear the night before because otherwise I can be so late because I will change my mind or I'll play dress up. But if once if I've done that the night before and I have it set, I'm pretty much set on, okay, this is what I'm going to wear. And it, then I feel very uh, less stressed and rushed in the morning because I've already picked out my outfit. I've already spent that time the night before. And sometimes, you know, I like to kind of plan out for the week. Um, a lot of times, though, you know, you don't want if you don't want to have your clothes all just kind of laying on, you know, a, a chair or something. A great um, sort of little tip around the house is something you can do is um, most, I'm sure a lot of us have a lot of CDs left over. If you're not still utilizing CDs, whether they're just ones for your computer or they're from the music ones that you're no longer using because now everything's on your computer and your iPod and your phone, is taking CDs, you can either, um, you know, trace a little piece of paper over them and glue the paper on, or you can just take a Sharpie, um, cut a hole in the bottom. So if you have a, um, a closet that you hang your clothes on, cut a hole, uh, or excuse me, slice one half of it so that you can put the CD on the little rack, if you're kind of understanding where I'm going here, put it on there, and write the day of the week, Monday, Tuesday. And then that way you can organize a full week uh, of clothes, and you'll see on the little CD thing, thing that's hanging um, on your, basically, that's, that's hanging um, in, on the shelf there. Um, that the is a very clever hole. idea. And, and, you know, it's something like when you, your kids were little, I used to do something like that for the um, age of your clothes, like six months, 12 months, 18 months. Yeah. So, that I knew, so that's a, that's, I wouldn't have thought of that. I use old CDs under candles and use them as no, and, uh, coasters. And, exactly, and that's another fantastic way. Um, again, it's using under candles or using them as coasters. Um, another thing I saw that was just talking about clothes is to go into your closet and turn all the hangers the opposite way. I'm someone I like having the hangers so that the little guy is hooked on, you know, facing towards it. So if you go in your closet and turn them all so they're all certain seem backwards, that, um, you know, that it's open to you. And the thing with that is that every time you wear something, um, when you put it back, you'll put it back correctly. And then after six months, you'll see what clothes has not, have not yet been turned around. 
And then that kind of helps you reevaluate, am I even wearing this clothes? The ones that are still having um, turned the wrong direction. I would have so, never thought of that. That is really, that's really good. I love these. These are great, great yeah, it's kit. just, you know, it's that kind of year. And again, the thing is why I said, you know, especially when it comes to clothes, because I'm totally that girl that I look, I open my closet every day and it's busting at the seams. And I feel like I have nothing to wear. I hate everything to wear. And yet I still, you know, I'm not, don't like to shop. I mean, I do love when I have new outfits and it's fun. And sometimes too, you know, you can throw together kind of going through your stuff helps you kind of find things you didn't know and putting stuff together. Um, or also realizing, Maybe I don't need this stuff, um, but but two, there are things you know things come back in style, or maybe things have sentimental value, or what it may be. So I always recommend kind of putting things into a box and don't donating it first. And then because I know so many times, you know, I've gone through it again and think, oh, I do want this, or I look back now and I I've been looking for some shirt and I realize, oh my god, I think I donated it. I don't have it anymore. Um, you know, life does go on if you don't have that certain things. But kind of you know, taking your time with these things of going through. Um, well, and, you know, and something on that, when you're talking about things coming back and what to get rid of, one thing that I have found over the years that that are good to hold on to are belts and scarves. Uh, they oh, totally. tend to not go out of style. And so, I mean, you know, one it might be a little bit, but it, when you have uh, those kinds of accessories, you can do a lot with all kinds of clothes. And, and you know you had a good thing about accessories. Um, I think for the most part, accessories really don't go out of sale. And even, you know, I've, I think one thing that I love that um, I got all of my grandmother's old jewelry, and some things she has are very expensive, lovely pieces. And, and a lot of it is like this old, chunky costume jewelry that, you know, it's very gaudy, but it's really fun. And one, you know, it's vintage and it's cool, but that kind of stuff, even though the style of it, you can always, you know, repurpose things. But um, she didn't have pierced ears, so she has all these, like, crazy, fantastic, they're clip-on earrings. That may sound cheap, but these are definitely very nice clip-on things, um, you know, gold things. But you can reuse them. I've used them in my hair before. I've used them as little accents on shoes, um, on belt. You can refine purposes things. Um, there's certain, as you said, there's certain fashion things that um, don't go out of style. And actually another really great way of um, kind of repurposing, recycling thing is, um, I know you do this all around the house, is taking old jars, um, a, lot, a lot of times like uh, baby food jars or mason jars, uh, jam jars, cleaning them off you know, uh, so that they're clean from any bacteria, but also taking off any labels. And then using them as they're great to have um, for your toolbox, for makeup, or for jewelry, putting in the little knickknacks up so it's a clear little container. It's going to keep things um, neatly and together, and you can see what's in there. And then you can you know, just use a box and have it very neatly organized. I know you do that with nails and screws, and it's such a clever and easy way um, instead of just putting everything into one big box. Cause it's, you and know, you just, when you need something, you just grab one jar as opposed to grabbing a whole, you know, tool chest full of nuts and bolts and whatever, you know, bobby pins and all of that stuff. But, you know, while you're talking about uh, putting things in little containers like that, I wanted to bring out the idea of, you know, you go to the hardware store and you can buy those containers. Some are plastic, some are uh, metal, but they have like see-through, I think, plastic covers. Those are also good. They're, they're used for screws and for nails and stuff. Those are another really good thing for a lot of uh, small items, whether it's sequins or buttons or even jewelry. And it keeps things organized, and you can, you know, you can see through them, especially if you get the acrylic ones. Oh my gosh! And 
And you know what? That's something that actually just made me think of. If there's uh, men or women out there, whoever it may be, if you have a sewing room or a sewing station, a, a craft station, repurposing things, as you know, crafts and sewing stuff can get very messy and kind of out of control and stuff gets all knotted up before, you know, and, and expensive that, you you know, you buy little bits over time and then eventually you have so much stuff. A great way of storing if you have um, ribbons or strings is to take um, – you know, if, if you don't have one, you can purchase them for under $10. Um, one of those racks that you store uh, uh, paper towels on that in the kitchen that, you know, you place the paper towel on and it stands up straight, um, you can take that and set and put your ribbons and yarns around that. It gives it a nice thing that way you can see all the colors and it will keep everything in line without getting tangled. Um, and I, have a, I want to add on to that something that I did in my sewing room. I call it my sewing room wrapping room is I got a um, a window rod, like for a window curtain. Yeah. One of those, one of those ones that you just, they are, you just pull them apart, you know, and they stick on either side. And I put all the ribbons and stuff through that, you know, the rolls of ribbons. And I use it oh, as a window treatment. And then as you need your ribbon, you just pull it off. Oh, my gosh. That, so now that we're getting on, thing, that makes me think of so another thing I just learned the other day, and I just keep thinking, how do people think of these? They're so clever. If, I don't know if you're like me, but at the end of the, the season, sometimes we just go to using, uh, what do you call it, newspaper. But it always tends to be after the season, all those holiday wrapping papers on sale. I still always have wrapping paper in my house. It's so fun to have. But usually you don't really have a nice place to store it, and it gets, you know, smashed up, and we, you know, and even if it might be nice, when it goes to wrap something, it can kind of come off looking kind of old and not good because it hasn't been stored properly. And I thought it was fantastic thing the other day, super cheap, you probably already have it in your house, um, is using, um, especially if you have a clear one, I know I have a clear one from when I got married, um, what you would hang a dress or a suit in, one of those suit, uh, you know, those plastic zip-up, um, you'd put your suit in to keep nice, um, right, it right. Up and it has a hanger. Well, you can just store it. Or you, you don't need to be hang- It has a hanger in it. Or you can hook a hanger into it and just store all your wrapping paper in there. That way, they're going to stay nice and fresh. They're not going to get banged up, and it's clear, so you can see exactly what's in the bag. Um, also, that is super up. cool. What a yeah. great idea! Yeah, so many things that just around the house um, repurposing, and I'm all about. I just love these ideas of using those things that you normally would store shoes or sweaters in. Um, that really you can put so many little kind of knick-knack things. It's just kind of finding the door or the space um, you want to um, put these things in. And also I think just today, um, oh, my biggest, actually my biggest tip is cleaning the house, doing these big purging things can be really overwhelming. And um, I'm one of those people that I say, let's attack a whole room. And before I knew it, then the whole attack the room has just become a mess and I feel even more stressed out. And then I don't want to leave because I want to have it cleaned up and, by the end of it, I've really been counterproductive. I've maybe cleaned out a drawer because everything, you know, it isn't how I want it to be. So the biggest thing is they're saying now just dedicate, do a 31 challenge of dedicating just 10 minutes a day to something. So you might say for the month of January, um, uh, the task is going to be to uh, organize the living room. So instead of going, you know, let's do this thing, getting crazy, just find one thing um, and revamping it for 10 minutes. So um, one thing might be a lot of people have a laundry room. Sometimes the laundry rooms become uh, this room that's just filled. The clothes are clean, but it's just filled with tons of clothes and nothing's ever full. 
is taking that 10 minutes of maybe you open one drawer and you're, that's going to be your thing today or folding all the clothes. That's your 10 minutes today. Just find work in small little bits to build up to your big picture because that's going to be more productive and more focused than, you know, this whole day. They, it gets exhausting. It gets, you know, you kind of lose thing where you just feel like, I don't even care anymore. So just finding one simple thing and slowly in the process at that time, that as well, you'll also start to see what you have. So you're kind of starting to getting those ideas of, okay, maybe I don't need this or, oh, I'm going to store this in a new place here. Um, just take those 10 minutes of devoting, and there's so many things out there. Um, I have to say that uh, not a plug or anything, but um, uh, real simple uh, Rachel Racing has just a phenomenal um, and really budget-friendly, um, recyclable kind of ideas for doing these things. So, so a people lot of can check it ideas. out. Well, you know, you just hit another uh, point with me because last night I had a meeting with the landlord for uh, my Star Style Productions offices because I've been there so many years in this building, in the studio, and he wants to re-carpet and repaint which means everything in my studio has to come out, he said, which, you know, I have all these acting pictures on the walls of all the people I've coached, and I have pictures that are framed of me in different movies from over the years, and, yeah. and I have tons of, of videotapes, I mean, literally videotapes from years ago from shows. Anyway, when he told me this, I just got this sinking feeling in my stomach, like, oh, my God, this is going to take me two months to go through all this stuff. Yeah. And I could hardly sleep last night. But what you're saying is exactly right. And I think what I'm going to tell him is I need a couple of months to, to go through everything. Yeah. Because I, could, and, I only have, have a few to, minutes a day. <laughs> you have to allow yourself to have that little time. You know, a lot of times... I have a girlfriend that's moving right now, and I, oh God, I moving, I think, is on just like going to the dentist. Things people, it's not a fun thing. And often, it's awful. Move, it's awful. We throw things away. We just, we get very, we just get so, I don't want to deal with this anymore that we throw things away. We just throw whatever. Who cares? And then when it comes to unpacking it, you're like, oh my gosh, where, where's my blender? Where's this? Um, so taking these little times, and this will actually help you for overtime when once things are clean and organized. And I think that really the biggest things to attack are just not on the outside, are what's in the cupboards. Um, a lot of times we feel we just kind of shove things in there because we can keep that facade that everything's nice on on the outside, but not so much on the inside. And that's also sort of metaphorical for your health and for everything that we could look good on the inside, but you really are on the outside. You really need to take care of the inside of eating and healthy and working out. Um, so make that same thing for for your house, for your temple, for your body, for everything. Is that don't, is that working this time of kind of starting from the inside out, start to go through these causes. That will help you once you start freeing up more space. I have to tell you how bigger and more wonderful. And you know too, as a designer, of when it comes also to needing that spring cleaning, of trying to revamp your house, of using that feng shui, of the amazing things of moving, just keeping the same furniture you have, but maybe moving something a different angle, and suddenly you have more space or you have better lighting. Um, play with things. Look, you know, look in design magazines. Get some inspiration um you know kind of revamp if you don't have the ability to move or to get a new house just change your room up with already the stuff you have in it um there's so many easy and clever ways um just kind of figure out what your game plan is and then just and you gave us a plethora of information and we're actually going to talk about this a little bit more in another segment as we talk more about getting organized and maybe some feng shui ways that you can do it so that a new year's resolution that you can keep 
for this year would be to get organized and to declutter because when we have a little bit less, we actually feel like we have a lot more. Fantastic way to start off the new year, Heather. Excellent, excellent segment. Let's give out the website, but go ahead and wrap it up if you have a final you know, takeaway. Yeah, well, my final takeaway is just uh, start slow. You know, the, the you know, sort of words, the, the tourists that, you know, slow and steady, slow and steady gets there. Don't overwhelm yourself. Just donate 10 minutes of your day to a task. 10 minutes, write it off. It's just like, you know, getting in your workout for the day. Do your 10 minutes and then divide for something the next day. Um, little by little, you will get to where you want to be, and you'll discover new and fun ways to things to do with your house. So for more information on everything going on here, go to BeTheStarYouAre.com as well as BeTheStarYouAre.org. Yeah, and see, by the inch, it's a cinch. So take it slow, <laughs> like Heather says. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, on the Voice America Empowerment Network. We will be back in a bit, so don't go away. This is our Happy New Year show. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Be the star you are. Light up the flame. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestarur.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are.org. Be the lucky star. Be the star you are, you are the star. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in the light that shines. 
Well, happy, happy new year. I sure hope that the year has started out well for you and that you have a lot of great plans and that you've made some resolutions or goals. Did you know that 90% of all resolutions have a failure rate? So sometimes we wonder why should we make them, but it's because we're not making smart goals. We're not doing and making them specific. We're not making them measurable. And so therefore, they're not achievable and they're not relevant to us and they're not timely. So you know, I think it's a better idea not to make resolutions that you really are, are uh, too far-fetched or you think that you're not going to be able to achieve. Here are some of the top New Year's resolutions. Number one is always lose weight. It's been on the list forever. The second seems to be to volunteer somewhere. And, you know, that one's an easy one. You can, re- you can definitely do that. The third is if you're a smoker, quit smoking. Go back to school, get a better job, save more money, get fit, get healthier, manage stress, get out of debt. Take a trip, recycle, and drink less alcohol. Well, many of those things might be doable, but again, you have to make them more specific. If you're saying you want to lose weight, you have to say, I'm going to lose three pounds by a certain date. For example, I'm going to lose three pounds by March 1st. That is specific, and you can measure that. And the thing is, and it's also timely, it's probably achievable if you're starting in January. So is it relevant to what you want? Only you can decide. So if you're going to make any resolutions or goals, don't set yourself up for failure. Make sure that whatever they are, there are things that you can achieve. And remember, there's so many things that are outside of your uh, range of, uh, of ability to achieve. And you can't beat yourself up for that because you don't know what new job's going to be around or, or, or things like that. But you can plan a trip. You can volunteer you know, you can get yourself a little bit more fit. So it's up to you. And while you're doing it, remember to have a lot of humor because humor makes the world go round. The funny line and the bottom line definitely intersect. In a survey of 737 CEOs, 98% of them said that they would much rather hire somebody with a good sense of humor than somebody without one. So, you know, there's that kind of a joke saying you can take your job seriously, but you have to take yourself lightly because angels have wings because they take themselves lightly. So you do have to embrace laughter. They Laughter enhances your respiration and your circulation. It oxygenates the blood. It suppresses stress-related hormones in the brain, and it activates the immune system. So, again, laughter is just medicine. It's good to know that January is filled with lots of fun fun and funny kind of remembrances and dates. Now, there's something out there called Chase's Calendar of Events that tells us uh, what is happening each month of the year, and I think you'll get a kick out of some of these. In January, we can celebrate National Returns Month, <laughs> so that makes sense, right? If you have your receipts... <laughs> And your sanity, you can return, it's supposed to be the return, you know, whatever the, the gifts that you bought. But I thought that was a good one. There's Polar Bear Swim Month. I mean, speaking of sanity, the, the folks should really check theirs before they take that icy plunge. There's Z-Day, which recognizes everyone whose last name begins with Z because they're always, la- you know, listed last. And there's Someday We'll Laugh About This Week, which is... Uh, is another one. So, you know, there, you know how you always have something that right now is not funny, but later on you will laugh about. So don't forget your sense of humor whenever you are starting off your new year with your organizing or your goals or whatever. Now, 
I had said uh, in our promotion for the show that we're going to talk about a few ways to stretch your dollar. Now, that's something that's everybody's list that we want to learn to budget a little bit better. We want to have more money in our pocket. So here are a few things that you can do to get more for your money and from your money. So number one is create a budget. Making a budget and sticking to it is going to save you a ton of money over time. There are also free budget spreadsheets and budgeting apps that you can download from the Internet. So you want to make use of those. You want to focus on the necessities. The necessities would be your mortgage or your rent, food, utilities, Uh, If you have like a tuition to pay, these are the necessities. Set up an amount to save each month and then gradually increase it. Use any money left over for extras like fun purchases and entertainment. Something that I have done literally my whole life is if you divide up every dollar that you make and you put just a little bit away, it could be like 10 cents on the dollar and you say, okay, 10 cents on every dollar is going to go into an account and that's going to be kind of my mad money. You'll be so surprised how quickly it grows. And if you put that in an account, whether it be an investment account or something, you will, you know, you will double and triple and you'll have something. So there's not a reason to always come up with zero. Review your debts, credit cards, loans, anything you pay for in installments can start small, but boy, do they wind up as big problems in the future. Check your interest rates. And pay off the debts that are carrying your highest interest rates as fast as you can or move them into a different kind of account that doesn't have as high interest rates. Then you want to trim your bills. And there are a lot of ways that you can reduce almost every monthly bill you get. So electricity, for example, turn off the lights. If your water bill's too high, take shorter showers, run the dishwasher when it's full. When you leave the house, Lower the thermostat in uh, winter to save heat, and in the summer, you know, raise it to cut on air conditioning costs. What I do is I usually turn the thermostats like all the way in the winter, all the way down uh, so that it'll be just a little bit higher. I know this sounds really cold, but I'll set them just at about 45 degrees because I'm gone. If I'm gone, I don't need the house to to be heated. And then I just wear layers until it warms up when I get home at night. Uh, You can have your phone company check your bill to see if you could be on a cheaper plan. And speaking of that, you should check in with different companies that you have recurring payments, whether that be uh, electricity, water, phone, internet, cable television, any of those kind of things, garbage company, etc. Because what happens is sometimes they have a set rate and they're not going to notify you when it's going to be lower. Just by calling in, very often you might be able to get a discount and that will help you. And every penny saved is a penny earned. Track what you spend. Each month, look at your credit card statements to discover areas where you could be spending less. So can you cut down the number of times you eat out? Can you skip going to the movies one night a month and, you know, rent movies, stream movies, watch something on television or, or maybe watch no TV, play a game, get a jigsaw puzzle. Record the cash that you spend each day in a notebook and just do it for maybe a week and you'll be really shocked at where your dollars are going. How much are you spending on that latte on the way to work? Are you grabbing some fast food, you know, at lunchtime? Are you going out and getting a snack? What are the things that, what's that discretionary money that you really could be putting away? All of these little moves will eventually save you a surprising amount of money. 
and you should really get started now. It's the perfect time of year to get started. I said that I would talk a little bit more about decluttering and clearing the clutter and getting a little bit organized because this is, I just find that the December, into December and all of January is the best time to say adios, au revoir, goodbye to all that stagnant unhealthy clutter because since it is winter, we have more time to get unstuck and I feel a little bit less overwhelmed at this time of the year than I might, you know, later on in the year. So we we don't we all accumulate and attach ourselves to that stuff, and then that stuff makes us feel weighed down. So if you think about how beautiful your home will look when it's decluttered, it's like a facelift. It'll be it'll be tidy. It'll relieve you of the burden of stuff crammed in the space, as Heather had said. And you will be able to let go of anything that's unnecessary and unwanted. And that way, you're actually opening the door, opening a room for the many more blessings that you should be and can be receiving. This is something Heather mentioned Feng Shui. You know, and Feng Shui addresses a person's life holistically, whether it be dieting, exercising, meditating, or meditating, pursuing work you love. It's only part of the picture for a healthy and prosperous life. And the homes and the offices we spend our lives in have as much to do with our path for health and prosperity and wellness and resilience as anything else. And if they're clogged with clutter, we're undermining our wishes for sustainable health. As I was saying now, you know, my studio at Star Style, we're probably going to re-carpet and repaint, which means I'm going to probably just have to redesign the whole studio. I've had it like this for a number of years. I love it. Everybody loves it. It's very comfortable. It has a fireplace in it and outdoors and a little fountain and all that. But, you know, it's probably time for a freshen up. So that I need to do it. The charity office has become more of a storage office for all the books that we've been collecting to give away to people. And I, when I go in it now, all I can think about is purging. So this is what's going to happen in the next few months is, going to really address this and open up that space for Be The Star You Are Charity and for Star Style and for myself. Because, it the, again, Feng Shui, if you're cluttered, you are really killing the, the chi. And that's the reason why clutter is devoid of life. It represents dead energy. Now, Feng Shui is based on the Chinese, an ancient Chinese philosophy of the Tao, which since ancient times has asserted that we're connected to our environment and our environment is connected to us. And so it stands to reason that the energy of our spaces have an influence on our health and subsequently areas of our life. So clutter is really unhealthy in so many levels. First of all, it's chaos and it really creates more chaos, especially when we cannot find what we need or what we're looking for. Just think about how often you and how much time you spend looking for those lost sunglasses, the keys, the eyeglasses, the wallet. Wouldn't it be better just to have a place that you put them all in one spot? It's cost effective and you will know exactly where everything is. So you want to think about that. We need to make a choice to pare down and to get it to a manageable level. Also, clutter can snowball and it can overwhelm our spaces and our lives and create that depressing, stuck feeling that holds us back from experiencing, you know, happy times. You've probably watched some of those TV shows, you know, that are about the hoarders. Now, of course, 
hoarding is actually a disease. But can you imagine trying to live in a hoarder's house? That just It just makes me ill to even think about it. Because what happens then is you become paralyzed and you don't know where to start. So we want to follow some of Heather's tips in just, you know, taking that little bit every day. But here are a few other tips that you might want to consider. You can schedule a pickup day with a charity, a nonprofit, somebody like the Salvation Army, Goodwill, St. Vincent de Paul. If you pick a bright, sunny day to start and firmly stick to two or four hours to begin, you get a good night's sleep before and you make sure that you are ready to go. You have your garbage bags, your storage bins, your cleansers and your cloths, and then you can get rid of some of these things. You might, if you have a garage or a shed or a big closet, start there to create that extra storage for some of the household items that you'll want to store later. You want to begin with a mental intention to work happily. So change your perspective from this drudgery of cleaning, which is what I'm working on right now. So, you know, I'm telling you to do things that I'm actually working on. And then just think about it as space clearing, mind clearing, being mindful. And that you, you know that you're going to get rid of everything that's weighing you down and holding you back. And we're going to make room for more opportunities for new growth, a fresh start, And, you know, almost immediately you'll feel the shift as soon as you clean one thing out. Try your best to get to the bottom of the boxes, to the back of the shelves, underneath everything, as Heather was saying earlier. Pull everything out so you can really eyeball it and then clean it and then put things back in. Organize multiple items that that would go together that you want to donate. And, you know, color coordinate things. If you have four red sweaters, Put them in, you know, stack them in your pile or hang them together however you want. Don't put them all over. This way you're going to be much more organized. Then you want to make a pile for donations, a pile for storage, and another pile for garbage. So complete process. You want to tie up the bags and then get them to the curb, get them to the donation pickup, get them to your car, or put them away. You also want to make sure that you organize your bedrooms, your baths, because this creates a vision for what is our sacred space, especially our bedrooms. And from a feng shui perspective, if we make improvements in the master bedroom, that's the power area, where rest and romance will nurture the keepers of the castle, that positive energy is going to spread throughout your home. So no room in a home is more important to a couple or an individual than your bedroom. So really Make sure that that one is clear. And that also means getting things out of under the bed. The only thing that probably you might want to have under the bed is a pair of running shoes and, and, uh, you know, maybe a a T-shirt to put on in case there's a fire or an earthquake or something and you got to get out of there. The kitchen, children's room, family room, all of the decluttering. And it has to begin in your mind and your heart has to really be into it because you want to invite vitality and confidence and happiness and creativity So remember that when you're following through, to you want to go through each little area. If you're worried about letting go of sentimental items or family heirlooms, don't let them go. Just store them elsewhere. But do remember that most people who have storage units, they pay for these units for years and they never use their things again. So can think about your attachments to all the stuff that you have. And remember the age-old wisdom that if we cling too tightly to something, we're not allowing ourselves to be open to expecting um, and accepting new gifts that are meant to come to us from the universe. 
So if you are going to throw it away, donate it, store it, or toss it, just remember this is a new year and you can do it. So whatever your goal is, go for it. When we come back from break, we are going to have much more of Star Style. Be the star you are. You're listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And my name is Cynthia Bryan. And I am your guide on the side. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. So it's a new year and we have goals and we have resolutions and we have things we want to achieve. But all things, even what seems impossible, can be accomplished when you take a few important steps. First, visualize the prize. Identify a goal and imagine yourself achieving it in every detail. For example, if you want to be a professional speaker, see yourself speaking to thousands of people and making a difference in their lives. Write down your visualizations and repeat them to yourself every day. As you do, your belief and confidence will grow. Choose a role model. Inspirational role models demonstrate possibilities and provide invaluable sources for motivation, for strength, and for hope. Keep reminders of your goals and dreams on cards and then put them when you see them often. The refrigerator, the dashboard, mirrors, computer. Pick yourself up after a setback. See mistakes as an opportunities to learn and develop new strategies. Mistakes are inevitable, they're valuable, and they are essential for growth. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information about coaching or to set up a consultation, visit star-style.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-STAR. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are, you are. your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program star style be the star you are hosted by the passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan now back to the power party find all you need in the light that shines well hello again and welcome to our power hour i'm cynthia bryan and this is star style be the star you are Coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So thank you for staying with us. You know, it's really fun this time of year. Even though I'm not a winter person and I love love summer, I do like a fresh start. I like a new year. It's fun looking at the uh, magazines and the uh, covers of them. You know, it's like the year ahead, your best moves now, where to invest your money, you know, 
smart ways to do this, live a happy retirement, all those kind of things. It's like, how do you size up the tech titans? So everywhere you look, we're getting ideas of what it, what we can do for the new year. So I think one of the fun things about it is to uh, find what works for you, peruse some of these magazines, tear out the articles and decide what is the best thing that is going to happen, you know, and what can you make happen for yourself. Now, when we also want to consider making a difference this year, and who comes to mind when you think of people who have made a difference in the world, in our world, especially in the month of January, of course, we th- I think of Martin Luther King, which we'll be celebrating this month. I mean, he wasn't afraid of being different. He wasn't afraid of standing up for what he knew to be right, regardless of what others thought. He knew what he believed. He was committed to change, and he wanted to change the world to reflect his vision of what was not only possible, but what was necessary. In the United States, we're going to celebrate his life this year uh, on Martin Luther King Day, well, as we do every year, and thousands of people throughout the country commit to making small things different in their communities on projects, large and small. So I was thinking that maybe this would be a good time for you to think about what you want to do this month to make a difference in the world. So what is something that you could do? Is there a corner of the world that needs help? Is there a playground that needs to be cleaned up? Or is there food that could be gathered to restore supplies to your local food bank? Some of those clothes that we were talking about in your closet, can they be donated to a homeless shelter? Uh, you know, the books, can we get them into schools? An important issue that could mobilize others were uh, Be the Star You Are. This year, we really hope to get uh, possibilities for bris- prisoners off the ground, and we want to get empowerment books into the prisons and give each uh, person who's incarcerated in both juvenile uh, situations as well as adult incarceration areas. We want to get them these empowerment books. So if you'd like to make a donation to make that happen, our goal is a $10,000, um, I guess, pool so that we can ship these books everywhere. Go to bethestarur.org. Bethestarur.org. You know, and we want to add a touch of humor. So we, we might want to um, be donating some humorous books or DVDs to hospitals uh, we'll be cutting out cartoons, bringing them to assisted living facilities. You just do some of these things. Just whatever you do, make a difference this year. And the next thing I wanted to talk to you about is getting your kids to listen and cooperate. Because as we start the new year, one thing that is really important is that we are models, role models for our kids, that we are their guides on the side, and that we really teach them the value of values. We give them integrity. We teach them virtues, and part of that is getting them to listen and to cooperate and to participate. Now, getting kids to cooperate with us is probably one of the biggest challenges that all parents face. It starts as early as the diaper-changing stage, where when a baby just resists our efforts, you know how babies twist and they turn and they try to get away, and very often they pee on you, (laughs) Well, we want the best for our kids, but unfortunately, they don't always think in these terms and they don't follow a program that we have, uh, you know, have really set out. Very often, what happens is we as parents, we try to over-explain, we lecture, we blame, or we order, or we give it as if, you know, I'm the parent, I know what's right, you say what I, uh, what I do, you know, don't do what I do, do what I say. That doesn't work. When our children can see us in a sympathetic light and when we are giving them messages in very positive ways, 
they are going to be more likely to comply. If messages contain anger, if messages contain negativity, or if they're overly authoritarian, children are naturally going to have resistance. After all, I mean, don't we react this way? So many parents are reactive instead of proactive. Now, what does proactive mean? Proactive means having a disciplinary system in place all ahead of time. It needs to incorporate positive incentives and positive consequences, and everything has to be explained in detail to your child before there is any misbehavior. So the consequences have to match what the offense is, and you you just don't make it up on the fly. You can give your child a choice of rewards for specific behavior so that he or she will feel part of the decision-making. You can involve only old, you know, some of your older kids in letting him or her select a consequence after you've made a list of consequences. And then collaborate. So you collaborate the discipline um, and you know that that's going to work best. I've mentioned before on the radio show that when my kids turned 16, we had a contract for driving. And it was incredibly effective. And it wasn't, it wasn't you know, harsh. We collaborated on what would be the best contract, what would be the, the consequences for breaking the contract. And some of the things were as simple as keeping the car clean, you know, keeping gas in the car, obviously no drinking and driving. It was wearing seatbelts, keeping grades up, uh, having a certain curfew at night because driving was a privilege. And, you know, it really, really was a wonderful thing because the kids had helped design the contract. So they felt a part of that collaboration. And when they did go against what the quote-unquote rules were, they knew what the consequences were, and they knew that they had been part of writing them. Another feature of a behavior plan is to draw or cut out pictures of what you want your young child to do, and you could maybe earn a star or a sticker towards a reward. This is something else that we did with our children when they were young. We had a point system. And again, we collaborated on what jobs would get how many points and what kind of rewards the points got. So, you know, the big reward was like a trip to Disneyland. And that took a lot of points. That was mowing a lot of lawns and pulling a lot of weeds and doing a lot of extra things. But the kids stepped up because that's what they wanted. When they wanted rollerblades, when they wanted to go to the movies, there were just certain things that they worked for. So older kids can have a written list. And it's good to make it colorful and noticeable and Put it in a place that everybody can see it at all times so that you know where you stand. You know how many points you have. You know how many stars or stickers or or whatever that is. But this really works because all of us, we need visual reminders. And we also need reinforcement sometimes. And that is valuable. You can't be in despair, you know, if you already know what is going to happen. So by setting the rules up front, you're going to be, you're going to be uh, reinforcing a positive message that give stars for every day that you do something that's positive. You don't want to reward for not doing something. Like, you know, if you're jumping on the bed, you don't get a star because you don't jump on the bed. You don't want to start with the don'ts. You want to do with the do's. So you get a star because your bed has been nice all day. So you have to just turn it around. Rewards really could be simple. It could be as easy as going out for ice cream, 
playing a game together, you know, having a special day together. You could go shopping, um, you know, you could go out to eat or a movie. Yeah, just remember that yelling is never effective and it actually reinforces negative behavior and you want to extinguish that. Children, even very young children, often derive some measure of satisfaction at having the power to get their parents upset and out of control. They may not know it. They may not know that they're doing this, but they kind of like it when we get all wild up. So we don't want to give kids the reason to do that. It's a normal power struggle or a battle of the wills that takes place between parents and children at various times. This is normal. This is parenting. But since we are the older people, we do have the opportunity to change that kind of behavior. So when you feel like you are blowing a fuse, stop, breathe, refer to the plan of action that you have created and that you've thoughtfully and mindfully created. Consequences can include things like time out, going to the bedroom, you know, to sit and just think about it. You can lose privileges. They can lose computer. They could lose cell phone or TV time or any electronic game. You know, all of those things I think are important. Take your time to think about your restriction that you choose for what length of time. A short time is better because your child will be able to redeem himself more quickly and they have a better chance of learning from the experience than if you make the punishment too long. A long punishment can in really engender um, anger and alienation. So just make it appropriate. You can always add on extra time if you need to, but don't start off too long. So the beauty of having a defined system in place is it gives the family members structure to lean on and there'll be more cooperation, more listening, more understanding, better relations, within the family and parents can be calm and the children can be calm and know what to expect. So thank you so much for being with us here on our New Year show with lots of ideas on how to make it a great year for you and your family. For more information about Star Style, visit star-style.com. To learn more about Be The Star You Are charity or please make a donation, go to Be the star you are.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being and know you are a star. And until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You've been listening to Star Style. I encourage you to be the star you are. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and make this the best year ever. Thanks for joining me. We'll be together next year. Not next year, next week. This is the year. Happy, happy week. Thanks again. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. 
take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.